0: Okay, so before we even start with this, I want to preface that this is a history podcast, not a political podcast. However, I'm not going to sacrifice my desire to call out misconceptions and history and the injustice that comes for that for the sake of not getting political. I will not mince my words. Now that we've got that out of the way, welcome to History Sleuth. Today, I wanted to talk about the slogan, Make America Great Again, and the implied historical understanding that comes from that. But before we get into that, if you're on Twitter, follow me at Sleeth History to get updates about when I post new episodes. So first, how does this slogan relate at all to history? (laughs) How did we come to this, you might be asking? Well, let me explain. The historical weight of this phrase lies in the word again. If people were simply saying, make America great, I wouldn't be talking about it on this podcast because it's only politics. I would leave it to the political podcasters to do what they wanted with that kind of vague direction. But because of the word again, that phrase attaches itself to a kind of implied history, a history that says America was once great and then it wasn't. And in the future, things could change and it could be great again. The word again signifies a kind of turning back that is desired by this group of people. And so the question is, what are we going back to? When was America great and what happened to make it not so? Uh, Any historian or a history buff, I think, at this point with these questions would already be wary at the true meaning of the statement. But uh, we'll get to that in a moment. So, you know, to make this episode, I simply Googled the phrase, what does make America great again mean? And the first thing I came upon was a definition from dictionary.com, actually. And they simply defined it as our current president's campaign slogan. Uh, Then below the definition, this website says where it comes from. Quote, Donald Trump's Make America Great Again closely echoes Ronald Reagan's 1980 presidential campaign slogan, Let's Make America Great Again. Reagan used the phrase as a rallying cry during a period of American economic distress. The first time the slogan was used in reference to Donald Trump was by his political advisor, Roger Stone. Trump used the slogan himself in December 2011 when he made a statement about his own presidential bid. And then the quote from him, I must leave all of my options open because above above all else, we must make America great again. Trump trademarked the slogan and the MAGA hat and hashtag became and remain symbols of support for Trump and very divisive ones. His opponent in 2016, Hillary Clinton and uh, Barack Obama denounced it for implying that the U.S. wasn't already great, devaluing hardworking Americans and its self-sacrificing soldiers. Other political critics have, no- have noted that Trump's vision for, quote, great again, harkens back to the 1950s when the U.S. economy may have been booming, but women and minorities were more marginalized. For their part, many Trump supporters here in, quote, great again, a return to an America brimming with blue collar manufacturing jobs and being unconcerned about political correctness, among other things. So some of that information is kind of new to me. I didn't know that's what it meant to his supporters. um, But that first part is kind of what I was referencing about history fans being a little bit more uneasy with the phrase, america hasn't been all that great for everyone all that long so who are you trying to benefit here who is wanting to be great again and then dictionary.com continues and says the slogan only continued to be controversial in may 2018 for instance in the immediate wake of the deadly school shooting in santa fe texas a gun and flag carrying trump supporter walked past the school telling reporters that he was there to quote get to the school make america great again and this, this situation in particular I found quite a bit disturbing, um, so I looked into it a little bit more and found a news article about it. This is a little bit, I guess, off-topic already from the Make America Great Again history or discussion, but I, I did want to not let this little story get away too quickly. I found a news article about it, um, which says, shortly after the shooting began in a town of about 13,000 residents, a man carrying an American flag, wearing a Trump hat and carrying a pistol on his hip approached news cameras. The man who did not give his name said his goal was to get to the school, make America great again. Another man then told reporters, we need prayers. This idiot is walking down the street with a pistol on his side where we just had kids get shot, he said, referring to the first man. I'm a guns right person. I have guns. But this idiot is walking down here and saying he needs to make America great again. That's not what America needs. And then the last thing I got from here is in early 2017, Trump trademarked the phrase keep America great um, for his 2020 re-election campaign. Yeah, so that that initial story right there is, is a a little disturbing. I don't want to spend too much more time on that. I just didn't want that to slip through the cracks. We just kind of know it's there. I think we'll see a pattern as we go throughout this episode that not everybody who ascribes to this phrase is, is somebody like this gun-carrying man, and, and the story doesn't really specify what he was doing or where he was going or what was going on, but I, I think it is. We need to pay attention to, to all of the people that use this phrase and not just the people that make us the least uncomfortable. Are the most comfortable, however, you want to go that. So, let's look at another site to see if we can dig out more. What does Make America Great Again actually mean? And so, next we'll look at Wikipedia. And I know you're probably surprised I didn't reference this one first because Wikipedia basically sponsors this podcast, but <laughs> here we are. Don't worry, we got back here. All right, so Wikipedia says. Within his acceptance speech at the 1980 Republican National Convention, Reagan said, For those without job opportunities we will stimulate new opportunities, particularly in the inner cities where they live. For those who have abandoned hope we will restore hope and will welcome them into a great national crusade to make America great again. The phrase make America great again was also used in speeches by Bill Clinton during his 1992 presidential campaign. However, it was not the slogan of the campaign. Clinton also used the phrase in a radio commercial aired for Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential primary campaign. And then during the 2016 electoral campaign, Clinton suggested that Trump's version, used as a campaign rallying cry, was a message to white Southerners that Trump was promising to, quote, give you an economy you had 50 years ago and move you back up on the social totem pole and other people down. Democratic pollster Douglas uh, Shern has called Trump's use of the phrase as probably the most resonant campaign slogan in recent history, citing large majorities of Americans who believe the country was in decline. The slogan has become a pop culture phenomenon, seeing widespread use and spawning numerous variants in the arts, entertainment, and politics, and used both by those who support and oppose the presidency of Donald Trump. In the Trump era, a Voice of America journalist showed that it's a loaded phrase because it, quote, doesn't just appeal to people who hear it as racist coded language, but also those who have felt a loss of status as other groups um, become more empowered. However, others have denied this, claiming the slogan refers to, quote, making America an economic powerhouse, military powerhouse, pride in being an American. Okay, so a couple other articles I have for today's episode get a little more into the variations of interpretation of the phrase, make America great again. So I'm definitely going to come back to this topic, but... And, and kind of what it means by, it, by coded language and um, the different perspectives on, on that. But first, let's look a little more at what people who align themselves with this phrase have to say about it. And then I have a little snippet from Washington Post that I'm going to try to record. It worked okay. I did I did an episode where I recorded some things for the one about like questionable tweets on history. And, and that was okay. So let's see. <laughs> we will make... America safe again and we will make America great again have heard that before the Donald Trump campaign. It would mean return to constitutional principles, um, constitutional values. We have a document that's pretty clear in how America is supposed to run, how America is supposed to work, and even founding documents on how America was founded, what meant to be. So I would say a return to all of that has been great because of its people, its generosity, its good spirit, its love of freedom and equality, and we are a country of such good people that we all just need to understand that in each other. What it means is less government, more money in my pocket at the end of the week, Uh, less control Less regulations, lower taxes, smaller government. I think America's already a great place. It's the greatest country on earth. I know that for a fact I grew up overseas. America's the greatest country on the face of the earth. We don't need to be made great again. We need to stay great. Okay, so, you know, there's that. There's a little snippet of people who align with this phrase um and then this this video that i just played for you is from washington post and there's a little caption above the video and it says it's certainly a memorable campaign but what does it mean is it about the economy or american values or conservative principles and by implication when was america truly great the washington post asked donald trump supporters at the republican national convention in cleveland for their interpretation um and this was in july of 2016 So it seems like, for the most part, it's just kind of like people tacked on uh, different Republican or conservative values, um, along with this phrase, there was a lot of uh, vague statements there, there were a couple people there where I'm like, I don't know that that means anything. Like, what are you talking about? There was one, one guy that talked about constitutional values, that one I want to push back against a little bit, like, what, what does constitutional values mean? right? Like, I get that it's more of a political thing that signals to people of a certain political party that they're also of that party. But like, historically, what does it actually mean? Like, (laughs) is there are there parts of the Constitution that we're not, we're not using right now, because that might be a problem. But then also, why do we put the Constitution on this pedestal? It has so many amendments. So clearly, it was not perfect and, and changes and continues to sometimes need to be changed. So I don't know. That one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I guess I didn't realize also that the emphasis for some people is on the America part, just a kind of like nationalism, I guess. And it seems like for most people, it's just a vague sort of phrase that means whatever they want it to mean. It's not the word so much as the political party behind the words. I'm a little disappointed. Like, we haven't really found any actual history things in our sleuthing so far. I was hoping we'd run into someone who was like, (laughs) yeah, definitely the best time to be an American was in the year 1812. And I just want to go back to 1812, specifically 1812. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No more social media, no more phones, make America write letters again. (laughs) Okay, anyway, enough silliness. I think there is some uh, dangerous stuff in here, too, that we need to address. And that's coming back to the, the coded racism that I mentioned very, very briefly already. Um, so I guess the question is, is coded or unintentional racism bad if it's not the primary goal of this phrase? Is the phrase still racist if the person saying it is unaware of that or not intending that? And I think we can see from that little video, nobody said anything about a specific era of of history kind of what people have interpreted before none of those people said i want to go back to the 1950s i just really hate the fact that women can vote uh, that would, that would be more sexist but not racist um, or you know different stuff like that nobody nobody outright said like that so if there is coded racism it might be unintentional on the parts of a lot of trump supporters but I think racism is still bad if it's unintentional, Um, right? I've talked about this a little bit before in a couple of my episodes talking about the lost cause, the confederate flag, and like that's still a racist symbol no matter what the person flying it has a reason for doing so. Even if you're ignorant of the racism that you're perpetuating, you're still perpetuating an environment friendly to racism, which is not good. So let me show you what I mean. This next article is from... The Voice of American News and by Marissa Melton. It's called Is Make America Great Again Racist and was published in 2017. And Melton says, Daryl Davis, a black musician who has made a practice of befriending members of the, of the KKK, says he knows exactly what racists hear in the slogan, Make America Great Again. Donald Trump, quote, won the election in one word, one word only, Davis says. When was again? Davis asked during an interview at his home in May discussing race relations in the age of President Trump, was it back when I was drinking from a separate water fountain? Was it when I couldn't eat in that restaurant over there? Make America Great Again before I had equality? Is it possible that Trump was elected to the presidency with a racially charged slogan? Or are supporters and critics just hearing what they want to hear? Christian Piccolini, a former neo-Nazi who now works to help other white supremacists leave the movement, says the slogan fits into the alt-right's efforts to make its message more attractive by toning down the rhetoric. That was a concerted effort, Piccolini says, in an informational video for Vox News. We know we were turning more people away than we could eventually have on our side if we just softened the message. These days, with our political climate, we see a lot of coded language, or dog whistles. Piccolini's use of dog whistle refers to a subtle message meant to be understood only by a particular group of people, like a whistle pitched high enough the dog might hear it, but a human would not. Make America great again? Piccolini asks rhetorically. Well, to them, that does mean make America white again. So you see here the slogan, whether or not it was intended to be racist or oppressive in origin, has been co-opted by people with those kinds of intentions, which should make those of us who claimed anti-racist incredibly uneasy. Back to the VOA article, President Trump says he merely meant the slogan to refer to better economic times. I felt that jobs were hurting, Trump told the Post in January. I looked at the many types of illness our country had. And whether it's at the border, whether it's security, whether it's law and order, or lack of law and order, Trump said that the slogan inspired me because to me it meant jobs, it meant industry, and it meant military strength, it meant taking care of our veterans, it meant so much. Okay, there's a lot here, too, um, in this quote from our president that I think or <laughs> right, to be honest I like took notes for this episode a couple weeks ago or so and I think some of the the statements in in this quote here make me a little bit uneasy now his statement about taking care of our veterans there have been some news articles about some of his statements about veterans and and those who have sacrificed their lives in fighting for this country and the phrase law and order can be often seen as a a bit of a dog whistle itself when talking about race issues in this country. People, man, there's so much. There's so much here. Yeah. So, okay. So Trump claims that Make America Great Again refers to economics, which I think we kind of saw already. That's kind of what Ronald Reagan wanted to say. Um, When we watched that little video clip from all of his different reporter, different uh, supporters saying things about it. They, they didn't really have a clear, cohesive um, view of what that meant. They just kind of threw out conservative values. And I think that's kind of what Trump did in this quote, too. He just kind of threw out different conservative things. And I understand, you know, this phrase is, is created for politics, not for expressing a view of history or for clearly expressing any kind of coded racism or sexism or oppression of any kind. Though we've already seen that. This phrase has been co-opted by groups with, with those kinds of intentions to to express those kinds of things. Yeah, I'm going to keep reading in this article. I think we have more, more to talk about here. Okay, so David Axelrod, chief political st- strategist for former President Barack Obama, credits Trump with understanding his audience and crafting a message whose flexibility was part of its appeal. Trump, Axelrod told the Post, understood the market that he was trying to reach. You can't deny him that. He added, in terms of galvanizing the market that he was talking to, he did it single-mindedly and ingeniously. So who's Trump's market? According to surveys, at its core are white men in the blue-collar sector, the demographic with the most to lose when women and minorities start gaining more rights and earning power over the past few decades. But people who find promise and make America great again come from more than just that narrow category. Okay, that's really interesting, but before we keep going here and learning about who subscribes to this slogan, I wanted to add that equality does not mean those in power are losing opportunities or positions. I don't really appreciate how this article just kind of <laughs> threw that out there. That I was like, oh, yeah, women gaining rights is bad for men. Um, not true. Not the case. That's a whole nother episode, though. Um, and I don't have notes written out for that. <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep reading this article here so we don't go off on too many tangents. Continuing the article, in a Washington Post slash ABC News poll taken in September 2016, three quarters of self-identified Trump supporters Said America's greatest days are in the past. When the same question was asked of other demographic groups, however, five out of six African Americans disagreed. The poll takers concluded that one's estimation of the country's greatness depends on factors such as gender, race, and education level, the kinds of factors that have direct impact on income and political representation. Hence, Make America Great Again doesn't just appeal to people who hear it as racist coded language, but also those who have felt a loss of status as other groups have, come, have become more empowered. And I would kind of critique that last sentence right there. Like they said those who have felt a lost loss of status, but I would almost want to say those who perceive a loss of status for themselves. Equality is not about tearing other people down to like make space. Quality is is about advocating for those who don't have access, who don't have opportunities and providing them those opportunities and access. Sorry. I feel like my brain's melting. So this part of the article is, is showing us, All right, so here's, uh, this article gets into a little bit of something I already talked about, something we already know. Marketing consultant Eva Van Brunt, a critic of the president, says the malleability of the words great and again are a common marketing trick, using words that sound positive but lack specific meaning. By leaving a definitional vacuum, it became very easy for groups to co-opt it. Ascribing to the meaning they want it to have, Van Brunt says. The same way a mother rests easy because her baby's food has all natural written on Nazis, the KKK, and other white supremacists are able to feel good about Trump because great became interchangeable with white, heterosexual, male, hate, oppressed, deport. As for the word again, Van Brunt notes that it limits the audience to those who think America was once great and no longer is. That excludes those who never thought America was great for them and those who think America is great for them now, she says. Looked out from that vantage point, It's hard to imagine that co-opting by certain groups was accidental. Right. So this part of the article shows on some level the phrase make America great again is just political marketing. Vague enough for people to feel connected to it and also not really communicate any policies or goals. So to attract many voters as possible. That's, you know, typical. That's kind of what we expect from politicians, right? Especially in, a, in an election year, you can look at other campaign slogans. Um, they kind of do that same thing, the vague, but like positive, but like relatable sort of like word salad that, that they sometimes do. But on another level for this phrase specifically, we have to see that what this phrase has done, what groups have connected with it and how it is interpreted by different people. Because like I said before about the Confederate flag, you can say all you want that it's about Southern heritage, but that doesn't deny the fact that to most other people it's a symbol of white supremacy and supports white supremacy because that's what it is. And it seems like that's kind of what we're finding here as well. White supremacists have co-opted this phrase, and historically marginalized groups of people have taken offense, and rightfully so, I would say. Even though there's a whole other group of people that adopt this phrase to talk about economics or conservative politics or all that, and even if we give our president the benefit of the doubt and take him at his word that that's what it means to him too, we can't deny the way that racists have used it for themselves and their own purposes, right? That's naive and ignorant if we are to turn away from that. As his article has pointed out, the word again limits the audience that this phrase reaches and speaks to a very specific group of people. I can't say how intentional or unintentional that is. I know that President Trump and others in his circle have said racist and white supremacist type things, both explicitly and casually on Twitter and at press conferences, so it's entirely possible that this was a calculated effort to reach Americans who feel similarly. But part of me also kind of doubts. That the president or any of those people are really strategically racist and actively working to oppress people. I I get the feeling that it happens more naturally, spontaneously, which doesn't make it any better at all, but less movie villain-esque. All that to say, I don't think it matters what the intentions were. Because the effects are the same. And the effect of the phrase, make America great again, is insulting slash threatening. To marginalized groups and a calling card to racist groups. We can't deny the kind of damage that does and the kind of divisions that continues to create in our country. So this article finishes with an example of the trouble that these different interpretations can cause. Quote, for better or worse, the phrase is a loaded one with potential to cause trouble between people who do not share the same interpretation. On August 19th at Howard University in Washington, D.C., two white teenage girls on a summer enrichment trip entered a uh, campus cafeteria while wearing Make America Great Again trucker hats that they had recently bought at a suburban mall. The girls, part of a group of students from Union City High School in Pennsylvania, said they were unaware Howard was, an, was a historically black university. I don't think our advisors really knew. 16-year-old Allie Van D, one of the hat wearers, told BuzzFeed, We just thought of Howard University. We know it's historic, so we kind of went. She said, Howard University, um, students who witnessed the event say students chastised the teenage visitors for wearing the slogan. One walked up and snatched their hats. Another one cursed at them. The teenage girls left the cafeteria and shared their experience on Twitter. They say they were unfairly harassed. I just want to say, first of all, I do not support harassing teenagers, and I think it's pretty clear that they were just ignorant and not intending to make a racist statement. But that doesn't excuse their behavior or the fact that this was offensive. Just because you didn't know doesn't make it not offensive. Your ignorance is your responsibility, not anyone else's. So that's about all I got in my, my research for this episode on this phrase, make America great again. It turns out the phrase isn't so much about history as it is about politics, which I guess, I guess I'm pretty dumb for not <laughs> realizing that right off the bat, but here we are. The is more of that. Um, it's a way of kind of dividing people up and, and speaking to specific groups. Um, and in some way that division has been co-opted by hate groups by white supremacists by people who are are sexist or racist or whatever and there are certain groups who are, are marginalized or oppressed and and they see that and there are people marginalizing and oppressing them on purpose and then there's a whole other group of people that believe that this phrase is just about economics or the military or nationalism and they're totally chill with it and don't like being told that it's racist but I think it's really important to remember, to, to take in the whole story, right? We do not live in a bubble. <laughs> we do not live as individuals. As as much as individualism is an American value, <laughs> uh, we live in a society. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hot takes here. Uh, we live in a society, and uh, that means a group of people, and that means there can be multiple interpretations of one phrase and multiple uses of one phrase. And I think it's really important to... Note when there are are dangerous uses out there. I'm just rambling now. This has been more upsetting than I thought I was going to be, and I knew that I was going to be rough, so... If you listened all the way to the end, I'm sorry. (laughs) I hope this information was useful to you. Yeah. I hope you have a great day, a better day than than I'm having, now knowing all of this information. And I, I think... I think... In the next episode that I do, we need to do something more chill. Something more lighthearted. Cuz I've been doing a couple of these heavier episodes for a, a little while now, and I'm really tired. So, keep your eye out for that, something more fun. But also if you want to if you want some of my heavier heavier episodes, like they're out there, you know. They exist. Definitely the one I did last week check that out and a couple of them on the 1619 project those are a bit more serious yeah but not all of them are we have a good mix we have a good mix here at history sleuth serious and mostly serious (laughs) that's pretty much it all right i'll stop now i'm sorry i'll see you guys next time thank you so much for joining me and, and learning things with me today bye